Bowen McGee for TKD. Welcome back, boys. Recap theme podcast for you. Moen McGee on TKD. Logan, welcome back. Kevin, great weekend. Vikings won. Fantasy teams won. I mean, another football Sunday in the books. Great games all across the board. Scoring was huge this weekend. A lot of touchdowns. Uh, how many touchdowns did you have this week, Kevin, in your fantasy team? Not enough. Not enough. And that's what matters. And the Panthers, not enough. So not let's enough. move on, huh? Oh, well, okay. Well, we can just get started, folks. Uh, hopefully you liked our uh, episode segments uh, last week. Uh, we're, I think we're going to keep with the same ones. As always, feedback is is great for us. If you have something you think would be more interesting, let us know. And we'll put it in there, right, Kev? Yeah, yeah. So if you think of what would Brad do segment would be pretty cool, then <laughs> we can bring that on. So do we just he, need to hear this? He knows what he's doing, Kevin. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Um, well, I'll tell you about uh, a person who I think is on the track to know what they're doing. And uh, I'm going to start that se- the segment names to remember names to forget with a guy who had 18 carries this last weekend, Kevin. Now, as we get later into the season, carries, lead backs, they become very important. I'm going to ask you, Kevin, would you like a person on your team that got 18 carries in the previous week? That would be pretty good. I would just hope that he has 18 carries in the next week, too. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about Khalil Herbert, uh, a guy who was maybe forgotten in the shuffle. Uh, when David Montgomery was injured last week, I believe I might have mentioned him in uh, in our injury segment, next man up segment last week. But a rookie got some good run in this game, 18 carries, 75 yards, didn't have a catch, didn't have a touchdown. So the fantasy points look kind of meager. But what I really like here is that Damian Williams is not a three down workhorse. Uh, Khalil Herbert touched the ball a lot. Uh, when the Bears were up and protecting the lead, it was Khalil Herbert in the ball game. Uh, he dominated the touches in the in the fourth quarter, uh, and he did have a, a couple carries in the red zone. Just obviously didn't cash in. Damian Williams cashes in. He obviously looks like the better fancy play at the moment. But as long as Montgomery is out, I think Khalil Herbert's a person you should roster and could potentially even be a flex if you're really desperate. Yeah, so so you mentioned um, touches when the Bears are ahead. Assuming that the Bears aren't ahead a lot, do you see um, him getting the workload in a trailing game? Or is, is he somebody that you're really looking for the right matchup in order to be able to play him? Well, I think you, it's definitely matchup-based. Next two games, Green Bay, Tampa Bay. Green Bay, I like a lot. Um, obviously, Green Bay has a good offense. But... Defense hasn't looked good, missing a lot of pieces. Offense hasn't looked as explosive as it has in years past. I think this is a game the Bears can compete, uh, especially if Justin Fields continues to uh, kind of get better. Tampa Bay, I don't think I'm starting any Bear, probably. But, you know, as a one-week fill-in this week, who knows? Yeah, who knows? Okay, so Khalil Herbert, 
Can't remember. Who, who am I remember. forgetting about this week? Well, a guy who I think was on a lot of people's radars, and he's also heavily rostered, Kevin. 61% of ESPN leagues this guy's rostered. That's Johnny Smith. Um, he's a name, right? Big, flashy free agent signing for the Patriots. Everyone envisioned uh, him getting a starring role in, a, in the Patriots' uh, passing game. And then I think it was the same day, or if not a day later, they signed Hunter Henry. Very talented pass catcher. I believe he was a first-round pick in the real NFL draft, first or second. Um, but Johnny Smith's role obviously shrinked there. And he was only on the field this game in this game, last game, for 40 of a possible 64 snaps. So missed 24 snaps. Uh, Hunter Henry also logged exactly 40 snaps, but was much more active. Uh, Hunter Henry had eight targets to Johnny Smith's two. Uh, in fact, Johnny Smith hasn't had more than six in a game. He has not scored over 10 fantasy points if uh, without a touchdown. So he's very touchdown dependent. And I think in a in a really bad position of tight end, he's a guy you really can't use, I don't think. You know, I, I think that's all really fair. Um, definitely a tough situation there. Both tight ends um, essentially splitting that fi- workload 50-50. Um, I, I have that exactly right. So speaking of shrinking opportunity, I'm going to talk about somebody who has more, maybe a massively growing opportunity here. And I'm going to go Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Love the name. This is brother. Love the name. I mean, if I have the chance, I might name all my kids after gods too. Um, Amon Ra. Amon Ra McGee. Amon Ra McGee. It has a nice ring to it. Pencil it down. Um, but Amon Ross St. Brown, eight targets in the last two games, led the Lions in receiving yards. Um, led them in all receiving categories because they didn't have a receiving touchdown. Um, and a, a, a big piece here, Quintez Cephas out, probably season ending. Um, so here's a rookie stepping into a role right now in Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown that could do something with it. I, I like the talent. I like the opportunity. Um, a guy that should be rostered at this point. Yeah, that Lions passing game is super interesting to me. Uh, obviously, not much talent there, but uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, a guy uh, like TJ Hawkinson, obviously the most talented guy, but a group that's going to have to pass, right? This defense isn't great, uh, figuring to be down in late in games. Uh, as you saw in, against Minnesota, they were down late, were forced to throw a lot in the second half, even though it was kind of a low-scoring game. They did throw the ball quite a bit. Um, and Amon Ra, Ross St. Brown's becoming Jared Goff's favorite guy. So uh, I like it, Kevin. I think he's a guy that you should pick up. Uh, he's only avail- He's available in 95% of ESPN leagues, so he's out there. If you need help in a flex spot or if you're really hurting at wide receiver, maybe he can give you a couple-week boost. Absolutely. Um, maybe on the other side, I, I got to forget. Um, we talked about last strategy episode um, about how to use your bench spots. 
And I think if you have Brian Edwards, he is eating up a bench spot that you could use up or that you could use a lot better with, with another player. Um, he has yet to see more than five targets in any given game, only averaging 7.3 points per game, never has scored more than 12.1 points per game, and has yet to find a touchdown. So that's kind of murderer's row of not enough ceiling to roster. Um, you can pick up a guy, maybe Amon Red St. Brown, um, that has a much better ceiling. Um, really, the best case for Brian Edwards is Hunter Renfro gets hurt and, and Henry Ruggs gets hurt. I, I think his only path to really playability is is uh, two injuries in front of him. So and, unless that happens, he should be uh, on the waiver wire. Yeah, going into the season, I think a lot of people were hyped on Brian Edwards. Like he was going to kind of take over the number one spot in this offense opposite uh, Waller. Unfortunately, he's fallen behind Ruggs, behind Renfro, and he was already going to be behind Waller. Uh, you got to ask yourself when you're looking at your roster, do I want the Raiders' fourth receiver on my roster? The answer to that Yikes. has to be no. Yeah. Yikes is right. Uh, there was a lot of yikes around uh, a lot of backfields this weekend, Kevin. Um, let's go into our next segment, Next Man Up, and talk about a guy who it's unfortunate, Kevin, because I think me and you both have him in a few leagues. Saquon Barkley goes down again with an ankle. Yeah, uh, it, it looked really bad. Picture that swelling looked look brutal. Um Looks like it will be somewhat of an extended absence. I think they're hoping one to two weeks. Um, that may be a little optimistic. So looking at Devontae Booker as the guy to fill in, he got 95% of the snaps um, after Saquon went down. Unless they're feeling Elijah, Pen- Elijah Penny day, unless they're feeling um, it's a Gary Bright night, bright, bright <laughs> dark, I don't know, whatever this, his, his name is. Um, unless they think it's his week. Um, it looks like the Devontae Booker show. I don't necessarily want a piece of that offense um, with, with all the problems that have popped up, but um, he, he's the guy, if you're looking for Ellen to replace Saquon, he's going to be getting the load. Yeah, he did get a lot of work after Saquon went down. I think the 20 points is a little fluky. He's definitely not going to score two touchdowns uh, in the future every week. So i uh, I mean, take even one of those away, 14 points. I don't know. It's, it's something where I'm not going to run out and spend a ton of fab because you're right. The Giants offense, I think, without with all these injuries that they just went through, it's going to stink. Uh, and I don't I don't know if Joe Judge wants to win with offense anyway to begin with. So you're right. Uh, he is the guy to own. However, the fab or waiver priority I think I would go a few different other guys who uh, we might talk about next here, Kevin. Yeah, and maybe one of those two guys pops up here after CEH goes down. Um, who, who do you like filling in for CEH after his entry this week? Got to tell you, Kevin, Daryl Williams is a favorite of mine. He uh, has looked explosive in any opportunity he's gotten this season already, uh, scoring two touchdowns. Uh, He got most of the work. It was kind of a weird point of the game for the Chiefs when CH went down. 
but Daryl Williams, I think, is going to be the guy. Jarek McKinnon's super interesting just because I, I like Andy Reid, and I think he might use Jarek McKinnon as a chess piece, as a receiver. Um, but Daryl Williams is no slouch as a receiver either. So I, I, I think Daryl Williams is going to be my kind of number one priority waiver claim uh, if you're looking for a guy to fill in for you immediately. Yeah, I, I might pump the brakes um, and just give it a week. I, you probably can't afford to. Well, both these guys could get scooped up in this waiver wire, but if you have, if you're in a really shallow league where both are probably going to be available, then I, I would advise waiting. Um, you mentioned the the weird game script, but it it, it worked out to 37 to 27 snaps. Um, Daryl to McKinnon. Um, I. My big concern is what's going to happen in the passing game. Is McKinnon just going to be a test piece, or is he going to be um, – anytime they go shotgun, it's going to be McKinnon in there. I like Daryl on the goal line. Um, if I had to pick one, I'm going Daryl. I'm nervous of a committee erupting out of this. Yeah, it does kind of remind you of what's going out in uh, Arizona, right, with James Conner and Chase Edmonds. Um, maybe McKinnon fits that Edmonds mold and Daryl Williams is going to get like five carries, but they're all at the goal line. Uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I like Daryl Williams just cause I think he's explosive and I think he's a, definitely a better runner than Jarek McKinnon, but the snap share you're right is a little concerning that he only got 10 snaps, uh, more than Jarek. So, yeah, but, and if it shakes out the way it does, are, are viable, definitely rosterable and at times playable. So um, something to keep, to keep an eye on out there. Yeah, definitely opposite of the uh, giant situation. Both these guys, I think, need to be picked up. And then outside of Devontae Booker, um, no thanks. Uh, let's talk about another guy who's oft injured, Kevin. George Kittle goes down IR. Uh, does anything pop up in San Francisco now after watching Trey Lance's first full game? I think the sneaky pick here is Mohamed Sanu. Um, obviously not going to play him at tight end, but he, he might be a guy that, depending on who the quarterback is, um, could be in to help uh, block in, in, in some situations more on the outside than, than on the line. But you could see some of those way obviously Dwelly's going to be filling in at tight end um I don't know he, he was playable at times last year while Kittle was hurt but it, it's I think every every time you play him you're, you're really nervous of a zero so uh, it, it's tough to say um I like Sanu um also sneaky name Travis Benjamin uh, again five, at 5'10 170 definitely not going to be on the line but I, I could see them going more um more three wide sets yeah, I think this definitely is a boost to Brandon Ayuk, who uh, has been kind of the snap share has been a little kind of weird to start the season, but it's been trending up. I think with Kittle now down, I think Ayuk sees the field, like you said, in three receiver sets um, and maybe Trey Lance starts feeding him the ball. Uh, they are on a bye this week, so we don't need to worry about them, uh, a team and uh, a guy that. I think affects more than just himself. And that's Russ Wilson. Uh, it goes down with a finger from the sounds of it. It's going to be a while, Kevin. Um, obviously 
widely uh, used players, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, all going to be affected by this. Yeah, it, it makes you nervous. Um, probably makes you feel good to be a Chris Carson owner as they probably lean on the run a little bit more. But Geno Smith did look good in, in action last um Give them a full 10 days with the starters, uh, and they may not take two steps back. It may just be one step back. Yeah, he did look good, Kevin, and and I don't think it's going to be a train wreck. However, could this be a sneaky opportunity to try to trade Tyler Lockett, a guy who kind of, I think, relies on Russ Wilson's ability to sneak out of the pocket and launch it downfield? It, it, it could be. Um, and, and likewise, with DK Metcalf, you might have just some people that are scared, um, scared of the unknown out of this, and cream rises. So talented players, um, DK Lock or DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, could be an opportunity to pick those up. Or if you're, you're if you're nervous on um, Geno Smith not being able to buy time, you could fade Tyler Lockett. I don't know. So much unknown. Um, it, I think it really comes down to rosters construction at this point um and and do you feel how do you feel about taking a risk on potentially wide receiver ones or it's true i mean bust? hey you gotta you gotta take some shots and this is the time uh, we talked about last week we're getting into the to the nitty-gritty here where um if you're down you need to make some trades now to get back uh or at least try to shake something up uh, so, so often in in these different leagues that i'm in these teams get a couple wins or they get one win to begin the season. They keep that lineup in for four, five, six weeks. They start losing all those games in a row and don't change anything. Well, you can't keep running your head into a brick wall, Kevin. So make a trade. Even if you have a DK Metcalf or someone's selling a DK Metcalf, go get him. Maybe Geno Smith just force feeds him. Or maybe Geno Smith sucks ass. Who knows? Um, well, let's move on to the, ne- the next segment here, um, hot or not. Um, so first player on the list here, we a little bit, but I want to know Damian Williams, hot or not. I talked about Khalil Herbert as a guy I was interested in, but Kevin, I still like Damian Williams as a person, as a flex play. Uh, definitely in a standard league, I like Damian Williams. Um, he got 16 carries, scored the touchdown, had two catches as well for 20 yards. Uh, that's two straight weeks over 15 fantasy points. Um, he's a guy that's on a roll, and I think he will maintain a good share of this backfield and, and a valuable share. Yeah, I, I, I'm nervous that it's going to be a, a firm committee here. He was outsnapped by Herbert, 34 to 31, and uh, outcarried 75 to 64. But what I do like is he is involved in the passing game, is involved in the goal line. Um, so if you're looking at somebody who can fill in a play, I, I like Damian Williams. Um, I, I don't know if I, I like him any more than that, though. Yeah, I, I think when Montgomery went down, the thought was, Ooh, I might have a running back too, sitting uh, just an automatic replacement. Um, he's definitely not going to give you that, but I do think that he's 
He's kind of running hot right now. Uh, I think you can definitely use him in your flex. Um, we are going to go next to a guy, a Giovanni Bernard, Kevin. Uh, privately, very privately, I was very high on Giovanni Bernard entering the season. I drafted him in all four of my leagues. Uh, I really thought that he was going to be like – I think it was 2018, James White was like a top 12 PPR running back. I was like, whoa, Giovanni Bernard stuck in Cincy. Uh, now he's with Tom Brady, Tommy Brady, who loves throwing to running backs. Um, well, <laughs> I forgot that Bruce Arians doesn't like throwing to running backs. And he's the guy that's kind yeah. of, uh, he's the guy pulling all the puppet strings. Um, and Giovanni Bernard has gotten two receptions at least two receptions in all uh, games that he's played in. However, he's not exceeded two receptions in, in, in only one. He's only exceeded that in one game. So he has not been usable. Uh, he did score a touchdown this week, which gives him a nice fantasy point uh, day. However, if you look at the box score, two catches, 14 yards, four carries, 21 yards. He's just a guy who's... Not really usable and a guy who I was super excited about, but not it. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. You don't want Gio Bernard to be touchdown dependent, but that's exactly what he is. If you take away his touchdowns, which isn't totally fair, but consider a game where he doesn't get a touchdown. Three, three, 14, and five points if you take those touchdowns away. Um, that's rough stuff. You don't want that showing up in your starting lineup. Potentially, yeah, if Fournette goes down and Rojo's kind of in the doghouse, Gio Bernard becomes playable. Um, but that that's going to be a wait and see. Uh, at this point, not hot. All right, Kevin, last one. Kadarius Tony, talk to me about him. And he's hot if healthy. Um, yeah, stop trying to punch people in the helmet. That, that, that'll do him some good. Um, so as long as he's out there, the Giants spent high draft capital on him. Um, not, not usually you like to see a team trade up to get him to get a player. Um, but they did trade back to 20 to get him, but that's still 20th overall in the draft. He was only out snapped by John Ross. Um, and he has nine and third targets in the last two games. This is a guy that they, they both, they, they talked about being just as good as all the wide receivers selected ahead of him. That's Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, um, Jalen Waddell. Uh, you're, you're talking about a guy that they feel good about. If he is on the field, I, I, I think they're going to feed him. Yeah, and the injuries galore in that in that Giants uh, offensive room uh, kind of lends itself to Tony being force fed, right? Um, I mean. Last two weeks, he has 22 targets. That's huge in, in fantasy football in a PPR league for sure. And a guy who's lightning quick, uh, he can do some things. So he's a guy that I think has to uh, be a priority claim on waivers if you're if you're wide receiver needy, uh, because even with Mike Glennon uh, as the quarterback, um, I don't don't really know what Daniel Jones' situation is right now. I like. Tony to continue being uh, heavily targeted. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to get it to the outside, and Tony's their their key to that. that that's going to be 
their outlet to when they want to let off of pounding it up the middle. Um, he's going to be the, the switch up guy. So uh, big, big time. Tony. Yeah. Uh, Kevin, any other big takeaway from this weekend? Um, Carolina, not it be um, rough loss to the Eagles, but if you're talking fantasy, I don't know. I, I think that cover is my main recap. Well, I, I did want to address something because uh, we talked a little bit about uh, this, and it seems like it happened a long time ago, a Thursday, but Robert Woods erupted, Kevin, and we got a little uh, we got a little heed for our words about him. But as I'm remembering back, I think we were pretty complimentary about Robert Woods, and he stepped up and had a big game. So. Haters, shut the fuck up. Yeah, if, if you only look, listen to the first, it probably sounds like we thought Van Jefferson was the only way to go. Um, but if the third podcast of the last week, we were high on Robert Woods um, as a guy to target. And it, if you were able to do uh, his breakout game, you're, you're cashing in big. Absolutely. Van Jefferson, I did miss that. He only had two points, but... Uh... You know, you, you you win some, you lose some, Kevin. And that's how this goes. Uh, that's the recap episode. Um, we'll see you for a little strategy talk, huh, Kevin? See you next time.